What is the one quality that you possess that makes you think that you can walk out here and come to the ring and face the very best in the business? Ruthless aggression. The stipulations for this Sunday's Cadet Duff Park match are as follows. I forgot to tell you. I lie! Who is your favorite wrestler of all time? Triple H! Welcome to the Ruthless Aggression Podcast. I'm Levi. Woo-hoo. How are you doing? Joined, as always, by that big juicy Kyle. Kyle! What's going on, man? How are you doing? Uh, uh, I am uh, doing as good as I can be in 2004 WWE land. So, <laughs> And of course, as always, to my left in WWE land, it's that good old Jake Carr. It's Jake. One take, Jake, back in the booth. How are you doing, good sir? Oh, welcome back, everybody. I'm excellent, but I'm improving. Man, I wish I could say the same about this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. You know, Jake's on that grind set. You can't, you can't bring him down. No, mm-hmm. no, sir. No, sir. That's right, man. Today we are talking about No Mercy 2004. Guys, we're almost done. And uh, before we even get the show started, I just want to let everybody know on three separate occasions, I started this show with the intention of taking notes on it to record. And uh, I just could not. Did you find it impossible to take notes on too? Yeah, same. I have zero notes. I I did, but you know, I did uh, persevere. Uh, I, I borrowed from a template online, of course, but... You used I, someone else's notes. No, no, I didn't use someone else's I, I I got through the show. But man, it was difficult. It was difficult. Here, no mercy. And we're going to get through all the reasons, but man, something about Luther Reigns just really uh, disenchanted me from wrestling. So, There's a couple guys in this show that are like focal points of the show that just make you head desk or face palm, depending on where you are. Or nut punch, so or you don't have to pay attention. Self, <laughs> self nut punch. You just have to. Oh no, my balls hurt. I gotta get up and go get a ice pack instead of watch this. I need to put a uh, broken skull IPA on on a bad boy. <laughs> what? I like. I just want to say right now, like this is way way ahead. I'm so mad about the end of this show. I'm got dumb yeah. as hell. But but I'm let's share so... any feelings about that at the end of the show. For now, let's get started oh, from the yeah. very beginning. Oh. 
So this, oh, event, yeah. this event took place October 3rd, 2004 in East Rutherford, New Jersey at the Continental Airlines Arena, which is now defunct. It was last known as the IZOD Center. Oh. Did they, did they explode it? Uh, no, I don't believe so. What I could gather was I think they, they're trying to do something with it, but I think it's just pretty pretty much empty. I think the Izod, the, a hockey team played in the Izod Center before they, I think it was the Islanders. No, they're on Long Island. Never mind. Bad. Yeah. Just fun fact, like it, uh, it, they don't use it anymore because it was uh, proved uninhabitable after the main event sucked the oh. air out of the room. Oh. <laughs> oh. I, I mean, is he wrong? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but somehow no, miraculous. No lies detected. Somehow, miraculously, we were able to cram 10,000 in for tonight's event and 240,000 buys on pay-per-view. Our theme song tonight is No Mercy by Jim Johnston. So this is yet another SmackDown pay-per-view with an in-house theme. And I think that should tell you a lot about Vince's perception on uh, SmackDown versus Raw. I know I said it. The world's collide. So the, the perception isn't helped. The perception isn't helped by the matches. <laughs> For real. Yeah, yeah. And I suppose we'll touch base on each of these things. But man, I'm not gonna lie. This is. I'm. I just want this year to be over. I want to talk about 05. I want to talk Me about too. Batista versus Triple H. I want to talk about John Cena versus Jericho. I want to talk about anything other than Luther Reigns. And looking ahead, you know, I say this, but the future of SmackDown looks grim if if you know what happens. Because really what I see on the horizon is King Booker <laughs> and the Boogeyman and, <sighs> and gosh, respect to him, but Finley. Ugh. I'm just. My name's Finley, and I love to fight. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's funny looking back now, but will we find it entertaining to go to revisit in time? I, I don't know. Man. I'm feeling a <laughs> bit pessimistic. For real. Now, Raw, Raw's looking really bright. We got the uh, the Edge John Cena feud to look forward to. Uh, we got Raw Homecoming on the USA. I think that'll be good. Shawn Michaels and Vince, but um, man, it's just it's looking grim. You know what? I want to I want to have uh, everything. I want to face everything with optimism. And so, for now, now uh, that we have watched the show and we've taken our notes or or lack thereof, let's talk about <laughs> No Mercy 04. But of course, this event was okay. sponsored by WWE Day of Reckoning for the Nintendo GameCube. Oh yeah. Guys, do you have any warm and fuzzy Day of Reckoning memories? Oh, a ton. I played the crap out of that game. Like, it's one of those things where I was like one of two people with a GameCube in my school because everybody just had PlayStation 2. And my friend who also had a GameCube just so happened to have this game. And he's like, no, I've already played it to death. You can borrow it. Nice. And I was glued to that thing. <laughs> Got to play Hell in a Cell so damn much on it. I was I was completely out of wrestling at this point. So like when the new WWE game came out and it wasn't like the... Uh, no mercy style. I was like, oh, I'm not gonna play that garbage. <laughs> and you know what? They didn't really do any favors with the uh, the prior WrestleMania 18 and 19 games. Those were just a 
Far cry. Step in the yeah. wrong direction from No Mercy and even WrestleMania 2000. Like 19 is better. Like the it's the one with the story mode where you're just trying to sabotage WrestleMania, right? I believe so, where you fight off all the security guards and whatnot. Yeah, it's like that one's just like really stupid, and it can be fun, but 18's garbage. They is where they really hit that sweet spot. Man, I remember. I'll get a dolphin emulator and try it myself. Oh, so you've never ever played it? Not once. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's definitely it's worth a play. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's. I'd say it it plays more akin to No Mercy than SmackDown, but it's a lot more like arcadey and fast. And you know, props to the GameCube hardware. It don't look bad. It's a good looking game. Mm-hmm. And I actually really liked one thing that the was part of the character creator was you could have items that were basically just free moving and they would just anchor like to a, like a hand or your head or something. It's like I remember I made like a stupid kind of like imagine if John Cena was like a humongous dork and was like, yo, uh, I'm a cool white rapper guy. Uh, but he had like a upside down backwards. uh what do you call it? A visor and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it was, it was cool actually being able to take that and tilt it and get it like the right angle so it didn't look all crappy and clippy or stuff. It was cool. Cool game. One thing I loved about this game is that in the Creator Wrestler, they uh, when you were picking out a theme, you could actually listen to the full track because on the SmackDown games, you could only listen to partial tracks. But on the GameCube, Day of Reckoning, you could listen to the full thing. So I got to listen to Kane's theme. Chris Benoit's theme. I was like, yes, finally! Because I didn't have no internet or anything, you know what I mean? <laughs> Get her done. Internet. <laughs> I took, Day of Reckoning was the one game where for some reason I was on a kick where if I made a creator wrestler, nine times out of ten, their theme was just Booker T's. <laughs> but there were so many great tracks, like uh, Lead Me to the Angle and Firefly, Have You Lost Your Light? I know, but I just really, really like Booker T. <laughs> what about Monster? No. Jake, this is 2004, mm-hmm. not 2010. Mm-hmm. Kill it, Get bro. wrecked. Get wrecked. I don't care about what time it is. Get reckoning. Ooh. I'm in the day by that. I'm in the day by that. monster. I sing it for Kyle and nobody else. I hate you. Our tagline tonight is, Business can be brutal. Okay. Well, it can, Jake. (laughs) Like, come on, dude. You know what, just for that, I need you to tell us what it would be like if the big show, who was bald, stepped into Vince McMahon's office with a business proposal of Skeddy to go and go with, Wait, so with Kyle played by Big Show and Jake. Oh Vince. man, I thought you were just, I thought it was like a solo one act thing. No, no, <laughs> get in there. Okay, Vince, I'm so freaking bald. Oh, what, what, what can I do for you, pal? I got a busy business adventure. All right, uh, you know, typically I, I put this through Bruce. Uh, yeah, of my, of my wallet. It's, it's or, uh, Johnny Ace, perhaps. He, he's the one who. Go. Money. 
Security to go. Let me get this can of shift boy or do you open it? You're not making any sense. Oh, I can't get it open. Don't make fun of me. I'm gonna throw you off a big platform. Okay, Vince. You know what? Maybe this is maybe this is a bad time. I'll just hit you up later. Have your people call my people. Darn it. It just really and sounded insane. like uh, less of a conversation, more of let's throw words and phrases at each other. <laughs> Man, what do you expect? Because that's totally that's totally how people talk, especially in business meetings. Especially in the hey, business can be brutal. Ooh, hey, you know what? Y'all y'all stay y'all stayed on brand. So uh, <laughs> props to you. That was brutal. Our listeners are like, I'm gonna turn this episode off. <laughs> Fretz Fretz is like seized over with laughter right now. He's holding his sides. He's called 411 or whatever the Canadian ambulance is. I think it's like 69 420. Yeah, he's like, oh my god, someone resuscitate me. I'm going to die of laughter if I listen to any more Vince McMahon. He's like, oh, somebody take me to Tim Hortons or whatever those freaking Canadians (laughs) say. Get out of here, dude. We don't want you here. (laughs) Not in our America. No. (laughs) Go get Last time I looked, your flag was red and white, but there weren't no blue in that boy. I don't know, there's a correlation somewhere, America. Mercy. There's no such thing. Big Show, you have no idea what you've gotten into. Angle, want to treat me like an animal? I'm capable of many things. I'll show you an animal. That was just a tease. A seven foot two. 500 pound pissed off animal. Cena, think you're all that? The United States Championship. You're gonna take my United States Championship? That's my championship. Take your whack, one of the ass, back to where you came from. And there's not a damn thing you can do about it. Please. Undertaker. <laughs> I am the WWE champion. JBL, this will be your last ride. You cannot beat me. And the last image you see will be me. It's over. Your hearse is waiting. No mercy. And you're begging for mercy. Begging for mercy. I won't hear your cries. Oh, look you right in the eyes. I'll be listening for the sound of your ankle. And end your career. Snapping into You're finished. The U.S. champ is here. Get out of my face. Big business. Better dig that, sucker. Time to take your last ride. Feasting on your rotting soul. It's over. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Rest in peace. And now, SmackDown and Day of Reckoning presents WWE. No mercy. an opening package that really embodies oh i'm sorry did your 
did your laughter interrupt the, the middle of my sentence? No, I'm oh, sorry. No, pardon me. The uh, I'm I'm laughing at the the intro because oh. I thought it was it was really really fortunate that Chris Benoit wasn't on this pay per view. <laughs> Why? Because of the intro package. Yeah, where Undertaker was like, "I will kill my family." Well, well, because of the frequent imagery of the man hanging. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, you know what? Uh, Chris Benoit's date with the Undertaker is imminent at this point. <laughs> wait, wait, which one? <laughs> I, I'm talking about the dead man because uh, in SmackDown wait, versus wait, Raw, which one? 2007. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, let's just say Undertaker makes a bold prediction. I will eat you. Wait. What? Are y'all not familiar with that? No. I am just familiar, but like it's I can't entirely remember. I know it's spooky. Okay, so SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 came out in 2006, one year before the demise of Chris Benoit. Mm -hmm. And if you will indulge me for just a second. Oh, oh, please. It's your show, sir. Well, well b before I say that, Jake, do you remember uh, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 at all? I, I mean, I didn't play the. I, I know those games exist. Well, let, let, Again, let me let me give you a history lesson real quick. So, <laughs> SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 came out, I believe, two days before the death of Eddie Guerrero. And in the game, you are in a feud with Eddie, who takes over the uh, possession of Undertaker. He takes his urn and he has Undertaker do his bidding. And the story culminates in a buried alive match between yourself and, uh, I believe, Undertaker or Eddie Guerrero. But anyway, after the match, we see Undertaker chokeslam Eddie Guerrero into a casket and proceed to bury him alive. <gasps> Two days... Before his death. Alright. Fast forward one year later, and we see The Undertaker in a feud in the game, in the story mode, with uh, Chris Benoit and, you know, your created wrestler. Whoever, you know, whoever. You might have picked John Cena, you might have picked Ric Flair, but uh, we, we go on to see this line. And if you'll indulge me, I want to play it for you right now. Yeah, that's the line I remember. You never came back, fool! I'm sick of you ducking me, Undertaker! You know I'm the most dominant superstar in SmackDown, and you know you can't prove me wrong! You think I'm afraid of you, little man? I can't count the number of superstars who have tested themselves against the dead man and come up short. If you insist on making this mistake, then your grieving family will have no one to blame but you when the inevitable occurs. <laughs> what? It's basically uh, what he said was. No, I heard what he said, but like it, it just, it's it's like they inserted a line. It's like they knew, they knew. So yeah, that's the uh, the morbid history of SmackDown versus Raw story mode. Inevitable occurs. So when I say that's when uh, Crispin Wall will have his day with the dead man, yes. Uh, <laughs> He he did have one, but he uh, it was like he was predicted in real time. Pretty crazy. So that being said, the opening package we we see 
a mixture of Big Show versus Kurt and Chris Benoit. <laughs> Gosh, dang it. <laughs> and Booker T versus John Cena and Undertaker versus JBL. With all of them saying, I will show no mercy upon you. I will show, I will show no mercy, sucker. Now, it was fine. It's really nothing to write home about. It was fine. What did you guys think about the opening mm-hmm. package? It was fine. Nothing to write home fine. about. It was fine. It was fine. Nothing to write home about. It Shut the heck up. Have your own <laughs> sentences. Leave mine out. No, but no, we're agreeing with you wholeheartedly. Like, I mean, there's yeah, nothing to it. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, music's boring. The, the, they're, like, for a second, they're like, hey, look at all these matches. And then you're watching, and you're like, well, these matches are going to suck. You know, I liked, um, I liked this theme two years ago when it was a theme for No Mercy 02. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like it for this one. <laughs> yeah, almost like Vince doesn't care. <laughs> if you guys could like license, busy. if you guys could license any song from 2004, what would you pick for this show? Wow, um, let me just access all my knowledge of songs from 2004. Uh, I think didn't Usher's uh, "My Confessions" come out in 2004? <laughs> yeah, "Burn" by Usher. There you uh, go. Let's see. Well, yeah, by Lil John and the Eastside Boys, featuring Usher <laughs> and Ludacris. <laughs> there you go. Best of homies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jody got down to doing the homie. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. Like, I will show no mercy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that wouldn't be too bad. Back it on me. Kurt Angle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. going to tranquilize you. <laughs> Take that and rewind it back. Lil John got the beat to make the booty go. And then shows Big Show screaming. <laughs> yeah, Big Show raises the hand. Take that and rewind it back. Lil John got the beat to make the booty go. And that's, you know, like, you got to shoot him in the back from John Cena. <laughs> Do that. I don't know. If what? yeah, this, this hey, is I'm like down. if I'm down. What about um uh hero by I hope a hero can save us. That's <laughs> that's, that's two thousand two. We already use it. We're already using a song from two thousand two, so you're telling me we can't do it again? I guess that's fair. Was the was the year two thousand four that forgettable? I don't know. Like I was busy trying to grab a boob. Any Weren't boob? we all, buddy? Theater <laughs> 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 All right. So uh, we have a big juicy set as always. Kyle, can you describe the set to our listeners? Uh, okay. Do you remember the set from last year? It's the same. <laughs> it's uh, it's just one big old Tron up top with some weird angular like i don't know curves kind of makes it look like weird like very 2000 pointy hardcore bladey looking things and then and some there side are trons. yeah and then there's some sidetrons the end <laughs> First match. It's a grudge match as Eddie Guerrero 
takes on Luther Reigns with uh, Mark Jindrak. Who, who recently, who also wrestled in the dark match against Scotty Tuhati. So Jindrak came out, wrestled Sky Tuhati, left, and then came back out again with Luther Reigns. Like, so these people are getting way too much Mark Jindrak to start this thing. Oh man, the people of East Rutherford don't deserve that. They're all like, we want Jindrak! <laughs> and then Mark Jindrak woke up. in East Rutherford, Cole! Well, yeah, this is a grudge match. There's not a lot of history here between these two gentlemen, other than, you know, the, the Kurt Angle sort of deal with, between Eddie and Kurt. So, it's residual heat. Mm. With Latino heat. Ooh. And I want to point out before this match begins that Eddie had a leprechaun-themed lowrider along with a hot sauce-inspired <laughs> t-shirt. I know. That was a rad car, and I want that t-shirt so bad. I want that Tabasco shirt so bad. It looked awesome. Yeah, I really liked it a lot. That That's a wrestling shirt you could wear in public, and no one would look at you like you had three legs. They just look at you and be like, that guy really likes hot sauce. <laughs> that guy really thinks he's Latin. <laughs> but, you know, we begin here with Luther Reigns having butterflies in his stomach. <laughs> Do you think Luther Reigns gets butterflies in his stomach? No, but I think he needs to figure out a different haircut. He's got the reverse horseshoe going on. Oh, I was going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's like, man, just let it go. I think he, I think he's about to poop his pants. If I'm being real, the whole match. Yeah, he's going. Oh. You can see him in his face. And he goes for a pen, and he goes. I Dios mio. We start here with Reigns backing Eddie into a corner. Eddie pokes Reigns in the eye, and Michael Cole says, "There goes Eddie, lying, cheating, and stealing." And you know, I couldn't help but to think, <laughs> poking him in the eye is neither lying or stealing. I mean, it's cheating, but he didn't win the match, so he didn't steal a victory. So what's up with that? What's up with that? <laughs> you can't just bundle all those things together. You're, you're making false accusations. I don't know, man. I don't know, You know, the, the WWE uh, commentators are often beacons of truth. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point. Maybe I'll just move on. Why don't you just move on, okay? If you don't like something, just move on. You ain't got to comment on everything on Twitter. Jim, you're, Twitter. you're starting to scare me. Woo. You know, someday they're going to come out with this thing called Twitter, and people are going to make me mad because they're going to be talking about the wrestlers who I think are working real hard and doing their best. But everyone everyone on Twitter... we got limited time here, folks. Let's keep it moving. <laughs> <laughs> Short arm clothesline by Luther Don't Call Me Roman Reigns. Ooh. Eye poke by Eddie. Eddie scores with a back elbow. Drop toe hold and reverse chin lock by Eddie. Reigns shoulder blocks Eddie. And Eddie leg trips Luther Reigns. Almost hit Roman. <laughs> we get a drop Don't kick. call him Roman. We get a drop kick by Eddie. Snapmare goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. <laughs> Reigns whips Eddie into the corner off an Irish whip, followed by an impressive-looking gorilla press slam. Gotta give props to Luther Reigns on that. Everybody had their cameras out for that one. Yeah, then he almost drops him on his head. Yeah, but, but still, he had him in the air, you know. And then he pooped his pants again. Oh, you yeah. can see him. 
Not with a cow, what are you stop? Just start running down his leg. We get a hammer throw, Irish whip, and a bear hug by Luther Reigns. Eddie wriggles free after multiple headbutts, but Reigns big boots Eddie. We get left jazzed by Reigns. He thinks he's Dusty Rhodes or something. <laughs> Transition into a surfboard. Eddie kicks his way out. And here, I, like you said, Jake, I can't help but to notice Luther Reigns' horseshoe-shaped bald spot. That's so weird. It really is weird. <laughs> Distracting almost. What a weird looking dude. It's like John Cena kind of has that going on a little bit right now, but he's like 75 years old, I'm pretty sure. No, no. Well, the thing about uh, Luther is it's like if he's standing upright, you would never notice it. But you're in a mm-hmm. profession where you're constantly going up and down. That's John Cena. And he's also, yeah, he's also like 11 feet tall, so not very many people get to see the top of his head. Until he's wrestling. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and in John Cena's case, uh, dude's rich enough where he just bought himself new hair. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, hey, you know what? We're changing the hair. I'm a Hollywood guy. I need all my hair. It's like, Luther, you're not the next Brock. Just give it up, man. Mm Mm-hmm. But but I got a goatee that makes me different. (laughs) And an earring. (laughs) (laughs) That makes you Goldberg. Oh, he's the he's a combination of Goldberg and Brock Lesnar. After their WrestleMania match, they fused together. Oh <laughs> Lord, he's the <laughs> he is the love child of that match. No wonder he's so bad. <laughs> he's Brockberg. You know what? I see it. I totally see it. The, you know, and you know what? We deserve it. You know what? Goldener. We deserve. <laughs> we deserve it. Enduring this year, we deserve all the Luther Reigns in the world. So it only makes sense. Yeah. You get the same time for one body as you get for 40, so may as well just heap it all on us before we get out of here. Exactly. But nevertheless, Luther Reigns nails a huge back suplex. He goes for the pin, only good for two on the count. Backbreaker rest hold by Reigns, and Eddie knees his way out of the hold. Reigns dodges an oncoming Latino heat. Eddie goes barreling outside, and Jindrak... The fans are going absolutely crazy. They see Mark Jindrag getting in the mix. He throws the boots to Eddie behind the referee's back. <laughs> Jindrag! Jindrag! I mean, the foundation is shaking. It's bending and breaking. Like the fat guy next to me at WrestleMania, bending and breaking the seats. It was crazy. <laughs> like, you could look around and you could see, like, the, the guys in the ring were looking at the way that the building was shaking. This is why they had to condemn the building. There's never been an event there since. Right, so while not demolished, if they hold any other event there, it's just it's going to come down, so it's a hazard. And it cannot have... If Mark Jindrak is in that event, there's absolutely no way that they're going to be allowed to use this, this building. The, building. the building will implode on itself and cause a gigantic sinkhole. That's why you had to go to Mexico and wrestle because, I mean, that's the, the only place that could contain him, you know? Well, you've heard <laughs> Mexico City is sinking into the ground. Mark Jindrak had too many, won too many hot matches You there. know what? I heard about that. That's what, that's what that was. I totally forgot. Jindrak, I think, is uh, Greek for a uh, seismic event. <laughs> <laughs> and I think... Uh, I think erection is Greek for come here, lady. Jim, <laughs> 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 you're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> that was 
I was obviously just going for the low hanging fruit there. It's like, can, yeah. can, can, we, can we go the rest of the episode without a JR joke? Our fans are going to be greatly disappointed. Oh, no. Nah, man, no. All right, let's keep it moving. So, where was I? Oh, yeah, Jindraki puts the boost to Eddie. Uh, Eddie shakes it off. Eddie grabs the back of Luther Reigns. He knees. We get knees by Reigns. Back elbow by Reigns. We get another backbreaker submission hold by Luther Reigns. Rest hold. And around this time, I keep noticing a sign that says, I lied, cheated, and stole these seats. And again, back to the Michael Cole point. You stole those seats, maybe, but how did you lie the seats, hmm? How did you cheat the seats? I'll tell you who cheated the seats once. The big fat guy who sat next to me at WrestleMania 38. (laughs) (laughs) No, he went up to some guy and was like, hey, man, uh, if you give me your ticket and let me in, uh, I'll let you into the back. And uh, he was like, okay. And then uh, he used cheat codes and uh, Counter-Strike online and then uh, stole the seats. I don't know. <laughs> man, that had to have been hard in 2004, you know, don't you think? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Your broadband connection. Now a broadband is just a band full of women. <laughs> Folks. And Folks. Oh, Eric Bischoff. Welcome, welcome to the show. How, how are no, you doing, no. I'm doing okay. Let's finish this stupid match already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we get a power slam by Luther Reigns for two. Eddie avoids the swinging neck breaker. Eddie nails left and rights, and he follows us up with elbows. We get a drop kick by Eddie, clotheslines, and a flying forearm. We get the three amigos by Eddie. But Reigns counters the third suplex with a monstrous front suplex. I gotta give him props. That looked really good. Mm-hmm. Eddie looks hurt by ringside. Eddie sees a security guard and bumps him in the back to steal a baton. <laughs> Which I thought it's was making me lol. Thought it was kind of funny. Eddie brings in a chair. And the chair is drop kicked in a Jindrak's face. Reigns is kind of floppy. <laughs> like yeah. it didn't look like it made full contact, but I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> the referee throws out the chair, and while he's doing this, Eddie decks Reigns with the baton. Eddie covers after a frog splash for the win. <gasps> Kyle, what'd you think about this match? Uh, I mean, Eddie Guerrero's in it, so that's fun, but. You know, Luther Reigns is in it, so that's not fun. But he <laughs> he, he had one or two parts, Luther Reigns, or like it wasn't like awful. He had one or two cool things, and Eddie was really trying to, I guess, get him over and make something out of this. Uh, his cheating spot was fun, but I don't know. Overall, not the best thing. I, I don't know. I, it's, hmm. it's like, I guess, hmm, hmm. It's hard to even say thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs middle. Well, I can't say thumbs up. I guess thumbs middle, but a bit more downward, you know? Yeah, I'm, I'm thumbs middle also. Like, it, it's just so boring. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really do anything, and the stuff he does do, he doesn't do it very good, or very well, rather. Yeah, thumbs in the middle. Eddie tried his ass off, but like, there's only so much he can do. You know, this this is truly one of those scenarios where it felt like Eddie Guerrero was was wrestling a broom, <laughs> and a giant broom named 
Luther, don't call me Roman Reigns. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say thumbs middle, and only Eddie could make this match any semblance of good. I sat, mm-hmm. Like I said, I sat down on three different occasions to start my review on this show, and I, I just couldn't get through it. Mm-mm. And this this time in the in the uh, the timeline it's like it's driving me crazy with the podcast because my life is so busy that when i start to watch a show i want to enjoy it i want to enjoy yes. this hobby but when i can't i feel like i'll never get to it unless i just absolutely force myself and then it's like what's the point mhm so 2004 has been a freaking rough year. <laughs> I'll say that. I I can't even remember the last time that we were like, man, that was a great show, you know? Right. Even like the SummerSlam and WrestleMania, which are the big ones from this year, uh, and even the Royal Rumble, were just like could have been better shows. Like mm-hmm. so much so. It's easier just to pin down, you know, big moments like Benoit and Eddie winning the title and Mick Foley versus Randy Orton. And it's like, then what? You know? Mm-hmm. I can't imagine trying to, to be following the product live at this point and just being constantly strung along and feeling like maybe something good is going to happen and then it never does. Yes. Like, I, I was imagining, like, this pay-per-view, watching it on the network just casually, I find it to be I find it to be just kind of hard just to really get invested. I can only imagine what people who paid money for this oh, back then thought. Oh my gosh. That being said, and I've said this before on the podcast, you know, I loved wrestling. I I made sure I was in front of my TV every Monday and Thursday. But mm-hmm. uh I can't imagine paying money begging my mom to buy this show. Like I just can't. It's like, "Mom, please, I I need to see if Luther Reigns beats Eddie Guerrero." thankfully my mom um took shots at wrestling rather than (laughs) indulging me but um but anyway but one thing i do want to say is um you know it is thumbs in the middle and you know while the beginning was so boring to me you know after actually sitting through it it does have redeeming qualities in moments it's it's entertaining and not just eddie but you know props to luther for looking like a big monster the sad part is WWE is not committing to any of these new stars they're putting right in front of us. Mm-mm. Apart, well, the, they aren't getting any reaction either. Like, who gives a who gives a, a crap about uh, Luther Reigns? That's a hundred percent WWE's fault because mm-hmm. Luther Reigns looks intimidating. Something could be done, but you give him a boring song, you um, attach him to Kurt Angle as push my wheelchair around, boy. You know, like. It's weird, and Tomko looks like a, you know, he looks interesting. He looks like a created wrestler, but you put him in a match with Steven Richards in a dress? Like, what are we doing? And the biggest new star you put in front of me is mentally handicapped? <laughs> what are we doing? Tomko, Luther Reigns, Mordecai, Shaniqua, all have faced losses, and in some cases, exile within a month like what you know what are we doing it's a recipe for disaster it's like vince doesn't really know that the he doesn't have his pulse on what's cool anymore like he's kind of losing that grip because uh you know he's like oh man people are really into titties and swearing and now they're not <laughs> so much what can i do ah <laughs> <sighs> 
speaking of events, we cut backstage to Josh Matthews. Oh my god, this freaking dork in the Baron Trump collection. <laughs> I freaking, I freaking love him. He is amazing, Josh Matthews. I feel like you regretted that sentence just as soon as you started it. <laughs> no. Josh Matthews can suck it. <laughs> and he's standing by with Don Marie. And <gasps> what a weird segment this was. <laughs> yeah. And what I can, you know, I haven't used this term in, in a bit, but this has weird Vince fetish all over it. Mm hmm. So they recap that Don broke the news that Miss Jackie and Charlie Haas are engaged. <gasps> so congrats to them. But Don speculates that Jackie forced Charlie to be engaged to her. What? What? We both said what? LOL. And uh, you know what? She's going to tell this to her face. You know, watch. And <gasps> so she goes to her dressing room and walks in on her topless to tell her for an awkward <laughs> solid two minutes while she's literally covering her chest... With some some rocking underboob. Yeah, she's just like they're holding the titties. Like this is what a normal person would do. Just stand here. <laughs> ah, this... not be not be like you have a camera in my dressing room. My titties are out. Get out. I'm gonna press charges. Exactly with the cameraman and everything. Like I was just like this brought me back to feelings of being uh, a preteen, hoping titties. hoping no one was going to walk in the room. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I'm like, here it is. I have to know what they say. All right, cool. So I listened closely and took my notes accordingly. What did you guys think about this backstage segment with puppies? <laughs> it was stupid, and they can't <laughs> act very well. I mean, Don Marie, like, you know, she's okay. Uh, but other lady, what's her name? Miss Jackie. Miss Jackie, that's who it is. Yeah, no, she sucks at acting, so. Well, this served only one purpose, didn't it? Yeah. To show you the puppies and get you ready to see them later. Next match is a cruiserweight title match as Spike Dudley takes on Anunzio. Is Spike Dudley a cruiserweight? Uh, no. Uh, no. Not according to the announcer who announced him as 150 pounds. Ooh, 250 pounds? Yes, 250 pounds Spike Dudley. <laughs> He's a 500 pound giant. <laughs> I'm a five foot two, five hundred pound average man. Well, I ask because, like, famously, um, Crash Holly was like four hundred pounds, and he was like three foot four. <laughs> How could I forget? But um, uh, according to MMA weight classes, cruiserweight is from two hundred five to two twenty five. Whereas Spike falls a solid seven weight classes below that. So he would actually be considered in the lightweight division. 
he would be, he would be mixing it up with the likes of Khabib and Conor McGregor. Oh, oh, who, so, who do you like, Spike versus versus Conor McGregor? I like Spike. Oh, he, he's got the Dudley Dog, dude. <laughs> you gotta watch out for the Dudley Dog off the, <laughs> the off the dog. You ever see Conor McGregor bust that out? That would be crazy. Yeah, I just did the Dudley Dog on him. Aren't you scared? Oh, wow, it's a terrible Irish accent. Kyle, help me out here. I said Dudley Dog, hello. I don't know. I was prepared. That's like the first thing that shot out of my mouth. Sorry. <laughs> top of the morning to you. Haha. <laughs> top of the morning. Want a pint of Guinness? Top of the morning. I am from Ireland. <laughs> oh man. I just like to point out that Kyle's been given props on his Irish accent before, so I, I had to. I had to use him. <laughs> People from Ireland watch this show. And they love Kyle's accent. Oh, wow, man. I can't believe they sobered up enough to listen. Am I right? <laughs> Did I say what? Maybe I've been just Guinness too much. They listen. Hey, that's, uh, that's a hot take. Don't say it too close to any uh, any Irishman or their breath will catch on fire. Ooh, gotcha. <laughs> Canadians, Irish, you're on, uh, you're on watch. <laughs> We're, We're taking gonna... over the world. <laughs> this is Ruthless Aggression World Tour. Uh, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> that is a very niche Joey's World Tour joke. So uh, I hope my uh, food Sorry. review fans enjoy that. Yeah, we never made Joey's World Tour jokes. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a, it's been a minute. He's not relevant at all anymore. Was he ever relevant? Yeah, I mean, I mean, on the YouTube sphere of things, he had a little bit of a following. Remember when he had all that if Nutella? I... <laughs> oh. If I if I Google if I like search Joey's World Tour on YouTube, will I see one of those stupid videos about like the rise and fall of Joey's World Tour? <laughs> it's like a, f- a freaking forty-five minute documentary. In two thousand five, yeah, WWE releases the rise and fall of ECW, and th- <laughs> and thus unleashes rise and fall videos endlessly everywhere. The rise and fall of Papa John's. <laughs> It's like, no, Everything I don't going. <laughs> he said the that. Rise and fall of Uber. How is it fall? I still use it. <laughs> the rise and fall of AEW. What? <laughs> they're, they're still there. <laughs> <laughs> and rise again. What? No, no. How does that happen? How does it do it? <laughs> <laughs> the rise and fall and rise and fall and rise again of June. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsored by, by Bluetooth. <laughs> Hello, ladies. <laughs> the rise and fall of Chief Morley. <laughs> I choppy choppy your baby. Hey, would, would ECW technically now be like the rise and fall and rise and fall of ECW? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anywho, let's get into the match, shall we? <laughs> okay. So basically, Nunzio beat Spike on SmackDown this past Thursday. And that's what hey, led to this match. Pizza. A cuckoo the pizza. <laughs> a cuckoo the pizza. A the New York deep dish of pizza. Gabagool. Where's the gabagool? 
Oh, man. Okay, so... Uh, Nunzio backs Spike into the corner. Forearm and a shoulder block by Nunzio. We get big hip tosses and Spike powders to the outside. Spike comes in and Nunzio controls the match with quick pins before a huge elbow from Spike Dudley. Spike applies a hammer lock, but Nunzio sends Spike to the floor. Followed by a sloppy looking plancha by Nunzio. He goes for the cover, but it's only good for two. We get a scoop slam by Nunzio. And Bubba distracts with his cannoli. <laughs> nah, Bubba distracts the referee while Devon shoves Nunzio off the top rope. That that just got the crowd going into an absolute frenzy. I hate to say it, but yeah, there were a lot of empty seats for this match. No, And I hate to say it because, uh, you know, without giving too much away, I, I thought they did an alright job. Yeah. At the end of the day, though, this is a let-me-up match, so. But, uh, <laughs> so Spike covers for two afterwards. Spike applies a full Nelson. Nunzio tries a middle rope axe handle, but Spike has it well scouted with a drop kick. Bottom rope choke by Spike. The Dudleys attack Nunzio behind the referee's back. Like, come on, it's Nunzio. We ain't gotta do that. Full Nelson by Spike once more, but Nunzio backs Spike into the corner. And we get a powerbomb by Nunzio. Back suplex with a bridge for two. And we get a hard Irish whip by Nunzio. Spike kicks out at two. Middle rope leg drop by Nunzio. Spike pulls Nunzio to the floor. Spike misses a double stomp and he goes, Ow, my feet. Ow. Nunzio responds with a spicy gobblegool spunkingo. Oh, to Spike on the floor. Wow, that's right. Spike got whacked. Who forget about it? He got spiked. <laughs> Backslide by Nunzio for two, and Bubba is back on the apron, trying to get all the pizza sauce off the apron. You know, the oh, the pizza. Wait a minute. Uh, it would have been Big Show then. Spaghetti <laughs> uh, sauce. Oh, sorry. So Blubber Ray gets on the apron for a distraction, but Nunzio knocks down Bubba by ramming his head into Bubba's gut. That's probably what he did. <laughs> Devon grabs a leg of Nunzio. Nunzio misses a corner splash. Bubba pulls Nunzio groin first. Oof! Right in the berries. Right in the berries. Forget about it. Into the ring post. And not before and not since have I seen a match end with that. Because Spike goes for the pin and gets the win. Uh, Jake, what would you think about this match? Um, so, despite the fact that it had Blubber Ray Dudley and <laughs> Zevon involved, this is probably the match of the night. Doesn't mean it's good. You are high off your gourd. No, there wasn't a lot better than this, except for maybe John and John in the book. But uh, yeah, it was all right. But I like the the chain wrestling at the beginning. But anytime I see Spike, like Spike came out, and my initial reaction was, "Oh God!" Like audibly. So, <laughs> but uh, uh, so yeah, thumbs middle pointing up. I think they worked hard. Yeah, I, I kind of have to agree. Thumbs middle, pointing up. 
it's hard to say if it's like necessarily match of the night. It's like when nothing really stands out so much, it's hard for me to say what's like the best. But uh, I thought they, they did it pretty good. I don't know. I, I I've come to feel like I've, I'm a Spike Dudley kind of fan. <laughs> I don't know. I guess I appreciate small dudes who give it their all and get the crap kicked out of them. And uh, Nunzio, I don't know. I've I've always had a soft spot for Nunzio ever since I was a kid. Oh, I always thought I like the FBI. He's got a yeah. good look. Yeah, I've always enjoyed. It. I remember just seeing the FBI as a kid and being like, "Oh, they're they're fun," even though they always get their asses kicked. Whatever. <laughs> uh, so yeah, despite big old blimmer, uh, I'll 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 give this yeah just very soft thumbs up. And I give it the same thumbs middle pointed up. It's too short to truly matter. Much like the wrestlers involved. <laughs> oh, got him. Nah, nah, jokes aside, I thought both men made the most of their time. Spike Dudley is more than a crash test dummy. He is a great wrestler. A wrestler. You know what? You know what? If I, I bet if they brought him in to do, you know, just one more match with someone like, I don't know, Sami Zayn or just one of those goofy wrestlers who's super technically sound, I bet mm-hmm. it would be a phenomenal match. I bet he could. I mean, I don't know if he would. He looks like a freaking like school teacher now. It's so weird seeing him now. Yeah, just imagine Spike doing like a uh, like a test of strength or a, a surfboard stretch, and the crowd of smarks they just say, "You still got it!" Clap, 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 clap. I can see it happen. <laughs> you know, uh, what, I, I you say know smart tongue in cheek, please. I I don't like to use wrestler terms like unironically. You know. Uh... You know why his his finishing move was the the acid drop, right? LSD, little Spike Dudley. Next, fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, but, what do you got to say to that, Jake? Yeah, hot take. I'm coming at you, Jake. I'm gonna come right back at you. Oh, please Every do it, ladies. <laughs> Next. But now that being said, uh, I'm ready to officially say that I think technical wrestling is boring. But that doesn't mean I can't get into it. I think I prefer the slugfests, the entertainment matches. But, but man, technical wrestling can be a chore. And that's kind of what drug this match down for me as well. But also, when I look at Nunzio, all I see is Johnny Gargano. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> he, he looks kind of like Johnny Gargano to me, except a little bigger. And Italian. But isn't Johnny Gargano Italian? I think so. I have no clue. The name like Gargano. I'm just saying. Hey, Johnny Gargano, scumming a boop. <laughs> he, he better think his lucky star is Vince ain't back. <laughs> he would Scabbit-a-boop. be uh, FBI too, you know. He'd probably be released if Vince is still there. I'd be like, yeah, no, exactly. He 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 waited at the right moment to come back. The next match, it's a Taco Bell Crunch Wrap Supreme match. No, it is the grudge match between Billy Kidman and Paul Landon. People want to see you do the shooting star press. I won't do it. I don't want to hurt nobody. People want to see the shooting star press. 
It is the most dangerous move in Hall of Wrestling. The pile driver, forget about it. The shooting star press Watch will out, kill you. Poorly execute. Yeah, if it's done wrong, that <laughs> hits you in the face of his knees. So Billy Kidman has abandoned his son Paul London, <laughs> who's been forced to uh, create his own fashion brand, Styles by Paul London. Help! Oh. Yes. So fun. So funny. So Who was funny. digging into their fast food bag? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my French fries. <laughs> no. Sorry, no. It's, it's actually like a plastic bag filled with some crap in this desk. I was just trying to move it out of the way because it was it's in my way. Now nah, you're getting your baconator, aren't you, son? Uh, oh, cuts to my camera, live feed. I'm 500 pounds and stuck to the chair. <gasps> you're Nicado Avocado. Oh, God, no. <laughs> That's freaking pathetic. When you Ugh. look at it through the lens that it, it's a fetish, it makes it all the more disgusting, and I don't want to indulge it with laughter. It's no. Like, he's literally trying to give dudes boners, and it's like, oh, come on, man. It's like, it's already gross, but that makes it grosser. Mm-hmm. Says Levi, having uh, searched his watch history and sees a thousand no! McAvocado videos. No, it's not true! <laughs> Uh, Billy Kidman must face the music because if he doesn't wrestle this match, he will be fired because Teddy Long won't have a quit up. Oh, yeah. So here we go. London storms the ring to begin the match. And we get a baseball slide from Paul London, followed by forearm shots, followed by a big fat spagango. Paul London has nothing but pure hatred in his heart for Billy Kidman, and it's shown here by that devastating spagingo. I thought Billy He's Kidman. Willing to murder the man. I thought he was going to explode. Mm-hmm. It's like he's talking about the shooting star press, but I mean spagingos. I mean, yeah, he, he had to resort to it. Like Billy Kidman wasn't wasn't listening. Like he, it's it was a necessary mm-hmm. evil. But somehow, uh, you know. Paul London. So he's just he being irresponsible, acting like a kid, man. Uh, Paul London continues the <laughs> attack with a snap mare and a kick to the spine. Pretty loud kick, too. Yep. We get a leaping calf kick by Paul London. who And, you know, for those really uh, interested fans that were watching around this time, uh, Paul London was tearing it up in Ring of Honor. And so he got his, uh, he got his break here in WWE, so... Uh, he had a little bit of a following going into WWE, and uh, I think that's reflected in the crowd reaction for him. And he also had a lot of fans from his uh, his beauty salon, Styles by Paul London. <laughs> oh, you. Oh. Leaping calf kick by London for two, and we get right hands. He has just lost it. He is blinded by his fury, his Tyson fury. <gasps> so kid so Kidman is on the floor and we get an amazing springboard moonsault by Paul London to Kidman on the floor I gasped at that well, it was a very cool looking spot we get an eye rake from Kidman Kidman knocks London in the face before hurling London's sternum first into the ring post 
And the cameraman on the outside gets a little discombobulated and gets this awkward shot of a family sitting in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, hey. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what are you doing? Sam Elliott sitting in front row. <laughs> no mercy. <laughs> <laughs> what the family thinks it's fake and they're sitting front row <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing there skeptical family <laughs> I was like I don't know it's a Sunday we're bored I just came out here <laughs> I paid $500 a piece for this <laughs> <laughs> nothing else to do with he's Rutherford <laughs> <laughs> I think he's stomping the mat when he punches. No, that's silly. <laughs> oh my word, that made me lightheaded. Okay, <clears throat> we got. <laughs> well, you guys gonna poop, poop his pants? We get a low drop kick by Kit Man to the back of London. Abdominal stretch by Kidman. London knees his way out of the hold. And we get a kick to the ribs by Kidman. He goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. He's a Kidman. You know, like that Britney Spears song. <laughs> I'm not a Kidman. Not yet a man, kid. How did, you just, how did you just obliterate the, the joke <laughs> like that? I don't, I don't know the song. You do, though. You try. <laughs> you know, that song always reminded me of China's song. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a woman. Don't treat me like a man. Treat me just who for who and what I am. Oh, don't treat me like a woman. Oh, no. Don't treat me like a man. Don't treat me like you know me. You know, okay, like, side, this is like a little side story. You don't have to include this, but, you know, growing up, uh, playing No Mercy, like, I wasn't watching any of, like, the product. I was just playing that game. And I remember seeing the cat, and I'm like, why have I never heard of you? And then now, watching WWE 1999, <laughs> yes. I know why. You are nobody. They just have you on TV, I'm guessing, just because Jerry was like, come on, Jack, I'm touching these puppies. You got to put it on TV. Oh, man. That's not a visual I needed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not gonna indulge anymore. Uh, yeah, they, <laughs> she ain't she ain't worth it. We get a flapjack by Kidman, abdominal stretch on the ground by Kidman. Kidman continues working the ribs. Huge forearm by London. Kick to the rib lot a lot of rib kicking in this match. Jeez. Setting it up. Softening him up for the finishing blow. <laughs> London mounts a comeback before a knee to the ribs by Gitman. Oh no! <laughs> London fires up with a flying forearm and a spinning heel kick, which was really fast and crisp. I have to give him props on that one. We get an enziguri by Paul London. He goes for the pin, but it's only good for two. Kidman counters a power bomb for a face buster. Which was actually my creator wrestler's finishing move in SmackDown vs. Raw 06. Bomb to face buster. Ooh. Sexy. What were your guys' cause finishing move? Uh, the Y2 Jake Stunner. Oh, dang. I knew that. Mm. I'm sorry. Because I, I could get four of them off. 
I'd usually just do sweet chin music. <laughs> solid, solid. I was always fascinated by Tess Big Boot, so I would also have that as my secondary finisher. Yeah, not a bad one. Not a bad one. Uh, it's two for Kidman on the count. London elevates Kidman to the apron. London bounces Kidman's head off the top turnbuckle. London tries a suplex, but B, but Kidman slides out. He gets a BK bomb turned into a Hurricanrana for two. So no BK bomb here. Burking bomb. <laughs> Kidman drop kicks London. <laughs> Kidman thinks about the shooting star press, but he gets apprehensive, panics, and refuses to do the move. Kidman goes back and forth on whether or not to do it. He runs back into the ring. London super kicks Kidman in the face. London tries sticking it to London with a shooting star press, but Kidman blocks with his knees. Oh, man. Gotta give it props to, to Paul London on that one. It looked really good. Yeah, that was a very clean knee landing. Uh, yeah, I give it that. So Kidman blocks, and then he gets a shooting star press of his own, and he gets the win. What did you guys think about the match? Uh, Kyle, let's start with you. Didn't love it, didn't hate it. I think, honestly, the story, the whole story of, uh, you know, trying to get the shooting star press, as well as Billy Kidman's acting, <laughs> kind of took me out of it. Like, and it felt like this match was trying to tell, like, the story more so than be like, this is a big blood feud. And so I wasn't completely invested, but, like, you know, the ring work was solid. They had cool stuff. I mean, Billy Kidman and Paul London are, are good dudes. So I I kind of give this one kind of yeah another kind of soft thumbs up. Yeah, they're they're both talented workers. I, I like both of their their work in this match, but the I I feel like the the blood capsule at the end kind of took away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like he could have just hit him with the shooting star press and had him had him lay there and get hurt without him having a do the the fake blood in the mouth routine i didn't i didn't like that um i think it took away from the moment so but uh thumbs thumbs middle i'm gonna say thumbs up and i was skeptical at first but these people were really invested in the apprehension of kidman to use the shooting star press so that when he even hinted at doing it they lost their minds and this reaction in particular, it was like Stone Cold going for a stunner. That's how invested these people were. And the fact that Paul London is the babyface in all this, I mean, they really wanted to see Kidman destroy him. Uh, <laughs> so on top of the story, you know, props. Hey, good match. I'm going to give it a thumbs up. And of course, after the match, Kidman hits another <laughs> shooting star press with Paul London attached to the backboard, as Michael Cole called it. Yeah, and the people lost their minds. Paul London is bleeding profusely from the mouth. They just, they just want to watch a man die. Sometimes I like to scare myself. It really can be fun. And it's almost magical how easily it's done. Is there something in my closet? Something underneath my bed? Are the noises I hear real or just inside my head? Am I making up what's scary? Is it really, really very? Should I take a chance and peek or simply holler? <laughs> yes, I like to scare myself. Scare myself. It's really... We cut backstage too. <laughs> <sighs> Josh Matthews. 
<laughs> and he's with JBL. <gasps> Not much to say here other than JBL says that Undertaker will have to take his championship over his dead body. <laughs> so yeah, what'd you what'd you guys think about JBL backstage here and what he had to say? It's very, very JBL-y. Really pushing the whole like I'm a I'm 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 a big America guy, and I'm an asshole. So, <laughs> Mr. Kennedy. Uh, no, no, <laughs> and uh, I would be Mr. Anderson. Thank you. <laughs> this was whatever. It, yeah, like like Kyle said, JBL being JBL. Um, I I do like this whole thing that they're pushing, where JBL is like confident until the Undertaker shows up. And then he's like a big old scaredy cat. But uh, when nobody else is around, you know, ask, just ask JBL how tough he is. He'll tell you. I like it. <laughs> hey, I hope you're having fun. Anyways, uh, we'll be back after these messages. There's a new game. And it's tearing the streets up. Lace your boots if you think you can keep up. Ron panties match with a diva stripped down. Build your character so strong, opponents skip town. But y'all rookies got a lot to learn. You ain't guaranteed fame, what you get, you earn. It's a school of hard knocks where you pay your dues. Toughness is measured in your black and blue. Starting small time gyms where the chances are slim. A rock and a leather belt laced with gold trim. The world title, you got the guts to take it. It's a cutthroat game. Very few make it. You in the weak games, man, this ain't you. This is real life passion, THQ. The legends roster stacked with Hall of Famers. Tough enough to beat even polished gamers. A bunch of superstars smack down and raw. They ready to fight. We gon' crack down your jaw. I'm your number one choice, man. Your boy is sick. We move so hot, I light up your joystick. Everybody else is lame, dude. They can't see me. I be running the game, too. Day of reckoning is coming. Remember, I told you. Keep your friends close and your enemies closer. Rated T for teen. Mommy, there's a man in my room. Are you sure he's not just hiding in your imagination? Critics are calling Saw the year's scariest film. He finds ways for his victims to kill themselves. The suspense is breathtaking. He doesn't want us to cut through our chains. He wants us to cut through. Your skin will crawl right off your bones. Oh my gosh! Saw. There's no such thing as the bad man. Rated R. adventure unfolds as he takes to the sky, land, and sea in Paper Mario, the thousand-year door, only for Nintendo GameCube, rated E for everyone. Next match is a tag title match as Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree take on Rob Van Dam and Rey Mysterio. The most pointless team 
pairings in history. Mm-hmm. Hey, RVD and Ray work. Don't you think? Uh, yeah, the, maybe uh, uh, yeah, they work at McDonald's. <laughs> I don't oh! Know. <laughs> Got him. I'll tell you who works at McDonald's, that Vince McMahon. Mr. McMahon, you work at McDonald's? Make yeah. Mac chickens? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm gonna... <clears throat> I'm gonna give you a big Mac attack. So yeah, one makeshift tag team after another. We got Kenzo Suzuki and Rene Dupree versus RVD and Ray. In Kenzo Suzuki's opinion, no one embodies the American spirit more than Rene Dupree. <laughs> and which has right. which leaves me asking, Kenzo, are you high off your gourd? <laughs> like Jake. Because Jake is often high off his gourd. <laughs> hey, hey, you know I'm not gonna refute facts. I, I learned all about it on my one... Uh, God, what's the name of that show? My show with Alex and Jake! Yep, that's, that's the one. What, what did you learn, though? Uh, that you were often uh, token it up. That's true. <laughs> Badfacts.info. Check it out. Badfacts.info. So, Dupree and RVD talk trash before trading wrestling holds. And what? Wait, I can we talk about can we talk about Kenzo Suzuki singing Bruce Springsteen before? This oh, match? how could yeah, I you, ever you didn't forget? Even remember that? How could I forget? Uh, Jake, please describe it to our listeners. Well, it sounded something a little something like this. <clears throat> On in the USA, I was. On in the USA, I was. On in the USA, I was on in the USA. <laughs> and like the crowd just did not care. They're like, this is bad. Like, they'll laugh, it's funny, it's foreign, and he's singing. <laughs> like, that's what Vince finds funny. Mm hmm. It's crazy. It's either, it's either it's either you're gonna dance and be stupid, or you're gonna be Hirohito and piss everyone off. <laughs> <laughs> He loves dancing. He loves um, he loves when black stereotype wrestlers say "my bad." He loves when and play it. Asian wrestlers are like, "I am Asian." And like <laughs> the the Japanese uh, geisha girl who's like comes out there and in like the super racist like Paijo I Japanese voice that you've ever heard. It's like it's like somebody from that was stationed in World War II in Japan designed all the Japanese archetypes for the WWE. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good way to describe it. So Dupree and RVD talk trash before trading wrestling holds. Dupree gets a side headlock. Yay, more French rest holds. Who's excited? No escape. Uh, me, me, me. <laughs> A uh, powerbomb attempt is countered for a roll-up by RVD. No one was better at rolling it up than RVD. Hey! <laughs> the crowd appreciates the action, though. Mysterio blind tags in for a double drop kick before Dupree drives Mysterio into the corner. And we tag out to Kenzo Suzuki. Boot out of the corner by Mysterio. We get a low drop kick uh, by Mysterio. 
Dupree has sidestepped, tagged RVD. Simultaneous Topcon high lows by the challengers. RVD covers Kenzo Pazuki for two. <laughs> All in mode, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Throat thrust by Kenzo Suzuki. It means something else for Val Venus. <laughs> Aww. Close line by RVD. Dupree is we'll knocked. Dupree is knocked off the apron. Suzuki distracts the referee while Dupree shoves RVD <laughs> off the top rope. Huge chops by Suzuki. Tag to Dupree. Snap over neck breaker and reverse chin lock by Dupree. Mysterio is knocked off the apron. We get a tag to Suzuki. Knee drop with Mysterio saving RVD. Arm bar by Suzuki and Suzuki motions to ram RVD's head into the turnbuckle. RVD kicks Suzuki in the head and tags Mysterio. Tornado DDT by Mysterio and Dupree saves Suzuki. Dupree is knocked to the floor by Mysterio. Ten punches by Mysterio on Suzuki. Suzuki elevates Mysterio to the apron. I'm going to springboard Senton for two. Chop by Suzuki. Mysterio trips Suzuki. Dupree saves Suzuki. If I have to say Suzuki one more time, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> Dupree tries a powerbomb. RVD chop blocked Dupree. Rolling thunder by RVD. Mysterio with a 619 to Suzuki. Dupree hot shots Mysterio to save Kenzo from a West Coast pop. RVD takes out Dupree, but Suzuki rolls up Mysterio using the ropes for leverage. The heels oh, win. Oh, no. Oh, no. And he did it really shitty, too. <laughs> Thumbs in the middle. It was a match worthy of the mid-card on Weekly SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Jake, what'd you think? Uh, this match had a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, uh, yeah, there's not a lot else to say about it. It was fine. It existed. Thumbs in the middle. Yeah, it's funny. I was afraid of uh, you cutting to me first because I didn't have much to say. But no, we all are on the same page. It is just thumbs middle territory. Reminiscing, like looking back, like trying to think of stuff from it. I really don't think much of anything. <laughs> you must remove my thumb for I have no thumb to give. Mm-hmm. It's another big grungy match. A grungy. I'm going to say grudge. It's a big grudgy matchy moo as the big show takes on Curtis Angel. Show 
Big Show is back. Nobody's safe. Oh, my God. You devastated the entire locker room. That's what I call impact. I think it's time we took this to the next level. What I have here are two unsigned contracts for matches at no mercy. Big Show, is it going to be Eddie Guerrero versus the Big Show? Or will it be Kurt Angle versus the Big Show? It's all on you now. What's it going to be? So live on pay-per-view at no mercy, it will be you, Kurt Angle, versus the Big Show. You brought this on yourself, show. The second you threw me down the ground, my leg snapped in two. I swore retribution. Tonight, it's Kurt Angle on Luther Reigns against the Big Show and Eddie Guerrero. Eddie to the top rope. To the top of the shoulders of the Big Show. Oh, yeah, he could never look at Eddie Guerrero. Joe's got gin wrapped by the throat. Sure does. Oh my! That's a tranquilizer dog. Ready to the back of the Big Show. The Big Show's faltering. Big Show. I never saw nothing like this in my Big Show emerge from this as the babyface. When you follow this to its logical conclusion, Kurt Angle should be vindicated by his actions. I mean, you throw a guy off a balcony. Yeah. When he mm-hmm. when he did nothing to deserve it, and you're the good guy. Oh, so what? You lost <laughs> your hair. So what? You didn't get thrown off a balcony. You tried to murder Kurt Angle. What do you guys make of all this mess? I don't know. I mean, to be fair, like, Kurt Angle also lost his hair. You don't see him being all crazy. Uh, to be fair, wrestling's fake. Right. Oh, oh, come on. Oh. Hey, yeah, uh, it, where were weird, you the night it? of October 3rd, 2004? Don't ask me. I think you were in the front row. <laughs> Mercy. I was I was such a big fan of the big show at this point. 
no, it's it's weird. How does how does he become? The, it, it really just comes down to the fact that the people feel bad for him because they've watched him like basically get treated like an animal for the past month. I don't know, man. I I am uh, conflicted, but you know what? We have to be conflicted about. Uh, <laughs> but I can't help but to feel for the big show. So it worked on me. Uh, he lost his hair. And it was it was a nice looking little mane. I mean, it wasn't as good as his WCW days, but hey, it was something. You know what's mm-hmm. crazy? Is it never grew back? <laughs> no, not not the same. <laughs> but to be fair, he was he was fairly bald with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So his his hair was just gone anyway. Anywho. Big shot, big shot threw Kurt Angle off a balcony, and then months later, Kurt Angle took his hair, and now they're gonna fight about it. <laughs> but I gotta say, there's a lot of character into this story, so um, I like it. I like what they're doing so far, even though not all of it makes sense, which is something we desperately need from SmackDown right now. <laughs> because absolutely nothing makes sense. Two years take two years to completely turn SmackDown into bleh. So one thing I do want to note here is on the entrance to Big Show, Big Show has a new Titantron. Instead of the countdown mm-hmm. movie thing, you literally literally see Big Show shaking around going, Where? <laughs> Which I loved. And there was Day of Reckoning footage in his Titantron. I, I noticed that. I noticed that. I was like, wait a second. That camera angle, it's very familiar. It's a very snappy, <laughs> snappy move. That can't be Big Show. And I look back, I'm like, holy crap. They just inserted the video games to be like, go buy it. <laughs> it's literally an ad, but I love it. I love how I love that he's shaking around going well in his video. I love it. <laughs> but I totally forgot about this. This definitely precedes his uh, his like worst Titantron of all time, where it looks just like a bad PowerPoint display, where it's like seven foot, five hundred pounds, mm-hmm. and it's just stills. It's awful. Big show. Yes, exactly. But nevertheless, uh, I'm glad you guys um, noticed that as well. And, uh, man, Kurt Angle is jacked. Like, dude, he's dropped the singlet in his entrance. He wants to show off those abs. Like, man, that dude is a unit. For realsies. So props to Kurt Angle. I'm ready for this match, man. And And all I can think about is their triple threat with Brock the year prior at Vengeance. So we know what these guys are capable of. So yeah, Big Show's bald. He comes out bald. And here we go. Angle looks petrified as Show stares down the Olympic hero. They lock up and Big Show clean breaks and tells Angle that Show will kick his butt time and time again. We lock up and Show shoves Angle to the floor. We get a side headlock by Angle and show counters for a toss and a shoulder block. Angle takes the back and show backs Angle into the corner with a huge butt stomp. Or excuse me, huge butt bump by Big Show. (laughs) A butt stomp is something different. We get an awesome looking vertical suplex by Big Show and oh my gosh, man. Ain't no way to fake that, or as, as DDP would say, you can't fake gravity, man. Big Show, he steps on Kurt Angle like a bug. Hard Irish whip and a military press slam by Big Show. And Angle powders to the outside and begins leaving the arena. 
He comes back before stopping in front of the referee, and he gets counted out. Big Show <laughs> is momentarily declared the winner. I when this happened, I was like, "What?" <laughs> Same, I, was like, I know what? it's like the okay. first possible good match we can get, and it ends like that. But nevertheless, Theodore Long comes out, and he's like, "Now hold on a minute, player. I'm going to block each and every one of you on Twitter." <laughs> I'm not blocked. I can't I'm not block. I, I can't say I'm blocked either. But uh, what the hell? Theodore Long blocked me. What the hell? <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he restarts the match and angle, he rolls in at nine, huge headbutt by big show, chest slap by big show. And again, he steps all over angle and we get another huge toss by big show. A hammer throw Irish whip sends angle over the top and to the floor. This time angle gets a chair. And Big Show punches the chair into Angle's face. Oh, I like that. <laughs> I don't know why I always pop for a Big Show punching a chair. <laughs> something yeah, about it. It's, some, it's good. I was so happy to see the Big Show. I don't know about you guys. 100%. I love Big Show. Mm-hmm. Even though, to this day, yes, we are still blocked. <laughs> Paul! Gus Paul! We like you now, Paul. Leg drop by Big Show and huge chest slaps by Big Show. Angle elbows Show in the corner and Angle dives into a scoop slam. Big Show calls for the choke slam, which sounds like what, Kyle? I'm going for the choke slam. (laughs) It always makes me laugh when they like zoom in on him and you can see him do his like his choke slam scream because it just looks so weird. He's just like, ah! He goes, well. That's true. He does say, well. It's a choke slam. Angle reverses for a roll through into an ankle lock, which was really impressive looking. Mm-hmm. Angle grapevines the leg, and dude, Big Show's leg is as big as Kurt Angle. It's crazy. He's a beefy some bee. Whenever, um, whenever Big Show reverses the the ankle lock, where he kind of like rolls and kind of uses both feet to kick him out, I swear I've seen that exact animation in like a SmackDown versus Raw game. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. They got it. Big Show kicks off Angle, but misses a crucial big boot, and Angle delivers an Angle slam, but it's only good for two on the count. Angle rolls out to grab his gun. (laughs) Things you don't think you'd hear in wrestling. And he's like, I'm not going to cut the hair on his head. (sighs) I'm going to cut the hair on his balls. Yes, thank you, Ted. That was the joke. But Big Show uh, breaks the gun over his knee. <laughs> yeah, the the gun spot I thought was goofy, but it made me laugh. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Uh Angle punches show to no effect, and we get an alley oop by the big show. You guys a big fan of the alley oop? That was That was alright. Yeah. Yeah. Big show perches up Angle on the very top rope. And he hits the choke slam and gets the pin and the win. 
Oh, man, Jake, what do you think about this match? Well, it's about time we saw somebody worth watching. Um, I'll say that much. It was good. I, like, I enjoyed it. I was entertained. Uh, maybe maybe it's just, you know, the nicest guy in prison. But, like, this match wasn't so bad. I, I had fun watching it. I'll, I'll give probably my first thumbs up of the night here. Wow. On, on this match. Yeah, I have to say, um, not bad. Um, I think we've both we've seen both Kurt and Richard in better, but uh, for a show that's been this, eh, I will certainly take it. And uh, yeah, so I, I would get definitely give it like a, a good little soft thumbs up. I will say thumbs up. And as I alluded to, I just think back to last year's Vengeance. And uh, while I wouldn't call this match magic, I would call it entertaining nonetheless. And I don't see, again, I don't see how Big Show comes out of this as the good guy, but I still find myself rooting for him. So props to WWE for the storytelling and uh, for putting on the match. Best of five series final. John Cena takes on Booker T, sucker. This is the culmination of the best of five series. How have you guys felt about the best of five series so far? It all started at SummerSlam 04. Yeah, it's been pretty good. I, I only saw the one at SummerSlam 04 in this one, so it's not like I've seen, I didn't watch one in the week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. It's nothing to blow away, but it's fine. I'm right there with you guys. I don't really remember a thing about it, which yeah. is why I laugh. <laughs> it's like, it's an important moment for Cena, but that's kind of like, that's it. <laughs> Cena wins the initial slugfest. Shoulder block by Cena for one. We get another shoulder block. Booker avoids the third with a drop toe hold. Cena dodges the shuffle sidekick. Clothesline to the floor by Cena. Knee by Booker and clubbing blows weaken John Cena. Boot out the corner by Cena. Clothesline for two. We get a spine buster by Booker for two. And Cena is sent into the steel steps. Booker tries again, but Cena sends Booker into the steel steps. Covered by Cena, only good for two. Booker suckers in Cena for a hot shot. We get a huge thrust kick by Booker for two. Reverse chin lock by Booker, but Cena wriggles free for a crossbody. Dude just looks like a big, beefy robot barreling down. Can't feel good. Beefy. Two for Cena. Cena tries an Irish whip, but Booker Irish whips Cena hard into the corner. We get a suplex by Booker and another reverse chin lock. Cena blocks a suplex for his own suplex, but Booker regains control with a flapjack. Cena reaches the ropes. Booker lays in some vicious rights to the head of Cena. Booker misses a Harlem sidekick, but Booker's all tied up in the ropes. Oh no! My berries! Up, tied up. 
My berries, my berries, my berries, not my berries. If, if you're looking for the berries, keep on looking, sucker. <laughs> uh, Cena fires up. He clotheslines and back elbows Booker T. Shoulder block for two on the on the pin. Shoulder block for two on the pin. Bulldog by Cena leads to the five knuckle shuffle. Cena. With a little extra sauce on it, yeah. Was this the one with the extra sauce? Extra sauce. He goes mm-hmm. for he goes for the fu, but does not connect. We get a book in for two. Booker grabs a chair from ringside. The referee's talking to Booker like, "Oh come on, you're better than this, Booker." Come on, Booker T. The referee talks Booker out of using the chair. Scissor kick misses and scissor kick misses and Cena covers for two. Booker grabs a little bit of front chancery, but Cena backs Booker into the corner and delivers an FU to become the new United States champion. Kyle, what'd you think about the match? Um it was fine. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Like like we said, like the fact that like this is a best of five or whatever. Can't really remember the other one we watched too well. And this one uh, doesn't really capture my imagination. Like I said, it's an important moment for Cena. Um, and it wasn't bad, but, it, you know, it was whatever. It was fine. Yeah, that's really all I can say on it. Just thumbs middle. I. I think my problem with the the whole concept of a best of five series, and maybe you can, maybe you'll tell me I'm I'm out of bounds on this, is like, as someone who's watched wrestling my whole life, like I know that you're going to the fifth match. Like there's no there's no mystery about the fact that we're going to the fifth match. So what you're actually saying is instead of having a best of five, is we're just going to have a, a program. With five matches, and the last one is at this pay-per-view, and that that's when we'll decide who the winner is. But mm-hmm. it, it, it basically allows your champion to take meaningful pinfall losses on television without losing the title. So in that way, I guess it works. But I, I still, like, there's no reason to have a best of five if it's just going to go to the five every time. When uh, Sheamus and Cesaro did their best of seven, of course it went to seven matches. It's like, we know what's going to happen because we all know it's going to come down to one. Well, if it's going to come down to one, just have one. Just one. Here's my issue. I feel like best of five should be reserved for really, like, the technical wrestlers, you know? Yeah. Which, John Cena, it's just not. At yeah. this at he, this he, point, John Cena evolves into a great wrestler. I'm not going to pretend like he's not, but... I feel like this would have been suited for another feud. And we actually see this, I think, in a year's time with Booker T and Chris Benoit. They redo their best of seven from their WCW days. So that seems that that sounds like it would be improved. (laughs) Exactly. So I give this a thumbs middle. To be honest, I just don't think these guys have great chemistry together and they don't have bad Mm -hmm. chemistry. But I think that's why you'll find where my thumb is, why, why it's there, you know, so. I, I can tell you where you can stick that thumb, sucker. Oh, Booker T, no, I, I didn't mean it. Oh, sorry. I like that rap song about you that's entirely in Spanish. <laughs> hey, babies, we gotta run for a minute. We'll be back. We gotta make a little tinkle tinkle, but uh, when we come back, 
We'll, uh, we'll be entertaining, I promise. As WWE Divas, we love the new SmackDown vs. Raw video game. It's got so many great features, but our favorite is the new superstar voiceover. Actually, my favorite is playing online. Voiceover! Online! Voiceover! Online! Wait, 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 what are you doing? Aren't you guys a little overdressed? Voiceover Online Legends and the WWE Divas. Two worlds collide in SmackDown vs. Raw for the PlayStation 2. Rated T for Teen. I love this restaurant. In a state of terror, a curse is born. The whole time I was in that house, I felt something was wrong. Once you see it, you can never forget. Once it sees you, you can never escape. The Grudge. Tuesday, October 19th. It's the ultimate in fan participation. You choose the World Heavyweight Championship opponent. You decide the Intercontinental Championship opponent. The perilous stipulations. And the hair-raising ones are up to you. You select the weapons. The sexy outfits, whatever tickles your fancy. You are in control. To cast your vote, go to WWE.com. The polls will open Monday, October 18th at 10 p.m. Eastern. It's the most revolutionary pay-per-view concept in WWE history. WWE Taboo Tuesday. Six-person tag match as Rico, Charlie Haas, and Miss Jackie take on the Deadly Boys and Don Marie. Hey, everybody. Rico's back. Woo! Yeah! Rico! 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 But guess who else is also back? Charlie Haas. Ew! And the Dudley Boys. The Dudley Boys. So the story of this match is Jackie and Charlie are getting married. But Dawn claims that Charlie Haas wants Dawn and that the marriage is essentially a sham. <gasps> and Dawn is wearing a shirt with uh, Charlie Loves Dawn on it. You know, what a heel. Joni loves Chachi. So Devon jumps Haas to begin the match. And Haas leapfrogs out of the corner. We get nice hip tosses and a drop kick by Charlie Haas. With the world's worst Spagingo by Devon. Oh, it looks so sloppy. Devon, no. We tag out to Don Marie. We tag out to Don Marie, and Don checks on Charlie Haas, you know, make sure he's okay. And we get a tag to Miss Jackie. And uh, Dawn was showing her thong to Charlie Haas. Look so, at my butt! So Jack, like, yeah, look at my butt cheeks. So Jackie rips off Dawn's shirt and chokes her with it. Yeah, that's what oh, you do when you fight. It's like Jackie rips the fart. That's what I thought you were going to say. 
Don is tied up in the ropes, and Bubba pulls down Jackie by the hair. <laughs> Don tags Bubba, and Bubba pulls on the hair of Jackie. Bubba closes his eyes, and he wants a kiss. Oh, lover boy. <laughs> but Jackie tags to Rico, and well, <laughs> no, they kiss. Oh, oh. That's a that's a dude. <laughs> Come on. Got him. I can't believe he fell for it. Oh my god, dude. It's like he's gay and now he's gay and they're gay. Oh, dude. I didn't even think about it like that. So, Bubba bells to the outside and pretends to throw up. And I've said this before, but I'm always amazed at just how thick and like muscular Rico is. It's amazing. Yeah, I, thought, I thought you were going to say that you're always amazed at how thick and fat Bubba Ray is. That, that too, yeah, on the opposite spectrum. No, I, I know we rip on him, but, I mean, he's, he seems nice. No, I'm just kidding, no. Since starting the podcast, like you, you can tell he's put on weight. Oh, yeah, it only gets worse in TNA. As Brother <laughs> Ray. They won't let us use the Dudley Boys in TNA. Aces and eights, too. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. So Bubba, he pretends to puke at ringside. Bubba tags Devon and backslides and other pins by Rico. Devon kicks out over and over. Spin kick and a huge boot to the face by Rico. Bubba returns to crotch Rico on the top rope. Oh, my balls. I bet that's what he my said. My balls. Devon scoop slams and elbows Rico for two. And we tag out to Bubba. Bubba chokes Rico with tape. Rico breaks free and DDTs Bubba. We tag to Haas. Right hands by Haas. And a spacking go! <laughs> for Devon. Drop kick for Bubba. Exploder suplex by Haas. I gotta give it to Charlie Haas. Man, he looked great in this match. Yeah. I mean, certainly uh, better than he has in the past. He's not wearing some sort of bright you know, little kid-colored outfit. Like, he looks he looks the part, dare mm-hmm. I say. He didn't poop his pants this match either. That's something good. Yeah, credit to him. Yeah, exploder suplex by Haas. Flying forearm to Devon. Bubba elbows Devon by mistake. German suplex to Bubba. Don distracts Haas. Rico blind tags in and we get a crossbody for two. Jackie and Don <laughs> That hurt my throat. Uh, headbutt by Don. Jackie hits the floor pretty hard. We get a what's up? Or do we? Because that's Rico. He wants you to hit him right in the balls with your head. <laughs> <laughs> and Devon's like, oh, oh no. And so, uh, that gets the best of him. Rico, uh, he grabs Don, allowing Jackie to hit a spear. Crossbody by Haas. Moonsault by Rico. And the babyface team wins the match. You know what? I'll give it a thumbs up. It was dumb fun. And, uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say about it. Uh, Kyle, what'd you think? Yeah, I mean, I think he said it exactly. Dumb fun. Um... Yeah, I give it a, a soft thumbs up, kind of like the last two decent outings. Uh, you know, it's Rico getting the win. What else is there to say? 
Yeah, I mean, I I just I I want to start looking at my phone anytime the Dudley Boys are on the screen, but yeah, it was fine. It's fun. Then, Who cares? Who cares? Wrestling's fake, man. Why are we it, doing like this? this? It didn't go anywhere. <laughs> man, okay. You guys are going to be that way when I have bad news to give you. What? Fellas, it brings me great displeasure to inform you. This is the last appearance of Rico. Ah oh, man. I know, I know, man. Rico would be released within a matter of weeks, along with several other talent. And I will might as well just name them off now. Do it. Billy Gunn. Aw, oh, badass. Daddy ass. Test. <gasps> man. A train. Aw. Gail Kim. Nidia. Oh. Chuck Palumbo. Okay. Jazz. Oh. Johnny the Bull Stamboli. Okay. And perhaps the most surprising of the releases. Return of the Mac, Rodney Mac. Oh, boo! No. I know, I know, fellas. I, oh, I, I, I hate to be the one to tell you, but this is how it is, man. I'm not even, I ain't talking about the stupid main event, man. I'm done, I'm gone. Whoa, Kyle, Kyle, ah. We've lost him, we've lost him. Jake, can I count on you to, to lead me through this, this final match? I don't even think I can make it. You know, we've been doing this podcast since 2018, and, uh, I was sick. I, I was sick when I found out the news, and I just I can't even bring myself to talk about it, man. It's like losing <laughs> it's like losing your dad or something. Return of the Mac. Mac. Just get a big montage of all Rodney Mac's greatest hit moments. Just sure for Kurt. Put that in there. <laughs> oh, man. 30 so. seconds or so on uh, yeah, his, his highlights. <laughs> we really need a commercial break there. But, I mean, we, we took our two commercial breaks. So, uh, that's what it is, man. And we press on moving forward. And we say leave the memories alone for these fine wrestlers. Thank you for your contributions. And now it's time for the main event. After what happened to me at SummerSlam and the brutality that I suffered, I'm lucky to just be here today. A choke slam by the Undertaker to the champion right through JBL's own limousine. JBL retained the WWE title, but at what cost did the champion remain champion? I can promise you this, Undertaker, and you listen to me. There will be no more title shots. 
also in honor of his title hopes being dead, I'm going to give him something that he is worthy of. A funeral. Wait a minute. The general manager, Theodore Long. JBL, as far as The Undertaker not getting another title match, you don't decide that, player. I make that decision. You feel me? WWE Champion. You think I'm scared? See, I got a plan, son. I am the hunter, not the hunted. Can you believe these guys? Fister and Gangrel, members of The Undertaker's former Ministry of Darkness, bought and paid for by JBL. Bradshaw. It started with four. Gangrel. Rest in peace, Gangrel! Fisher. Undertaker sending a message to JBL. And now, Orlando. Oh my god, oh my god! And then there was one. You don't play my games with me! At no mercy, this will be your last ride. Need is me a few seconds few more than this rap. Tell the lady bring my lap, and I ain't coming back, so you can put a car right there. I'm the truth, and they ain't got nothing to prove. And you can ask anybody, cause they seem to do it. Barricades, I run right through them, I'm used to them. Throw all the dirt you want, no use. Still won't have a pen up in a fabulous room. Bone her back, picking out a basket of fruit. I love you, boy. Yeah, freaking Petey, love you too. <laughs> you know how I do It's a WWE title match. It's a, also a last ride match as JBL takes on The Undertaker. <laughs> what a feud these two wrestlers have been involved in. You got JBL, the former acolyte. Now he's a New York money mogul versus a dead guy. <laughs> this is a dead guy. Now, this feud has seen Undertaker fend off the likes of Viscera, Gangrel, 
and Orlando Jordan. So JBL has no one to call upon, seemingly. It looks like he's going to take his last ride, doesn't it? Seems like it. He's going to die. So think of an ambulance match. Mm-hmm. The only way to win is to drag your opponent to the stage and place him in the hearse to take their and, last ride. And to that point, like an ambulance match, he said, I, I, I came out of my seat when I heard Michael Cole say, there's never been a match like this in WWE before. I'm like, what about an ambulance match? Bullshit! And I just started naming all these different types of matches. That were like very similar to this. Like this is this is like a buried alive match. This is like a casket match. This is like a hell in a, like this is like all these things. Yeah, actually, whenever I had this on, uh, Crystal was like, I was telling her like, oh, it's a last ride match, and she's like, oh, isn't that like a coffin match? I'm like, no, it, it's it's the same, but it's a car now. <laughs> but it's a car now, yes. <laughs> Uh, you know, I gotta admit though, with with Tony Chimmel giving the introduction of the match, I uh, when he was done explaining it, I'm like, that's what I like about wrestling. Everything he just said is so crazy mm-hmm. and absurd. That's what I want in wrestling. Fair. So yeah, JBL comes out first, and then the Undertaker. Ooh, he's a, and a quick entrance from the Undertaker too. He's down there in like a minute and a half. He wants that title. Oh, yeah. I should mention that we showed uh, clips of every time The Undertaker won the title, uh, the WWE Championship, uh, throughout the show. So beating the (laughs) likes of Hulk Hogan, Psycho Sid, and uh, gosh, who was that other person? I forget. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichaels. Hulk Hogan. Let's just say that. Hulk Hogan again. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, yeah, let's get started. JBL goes right after Undertaker, and Taker engages in a war of fists with him, winning the battle. We soup bones. He gives him soup bones. Undertaker. We get elbows by Undertaker. Taker stomps JBL in the corner, and Taker works the arm, setting up old school. Taker pummels JBL some more. Jibble and Bits clubs Taker. No effect on the dead man. We get a big boot by Undertaker. JBL avoids an elbow drop. And we get an eye poke by JBL. Taker ducks a clothesline and drills the champion with a choke slam early. Taker wallops JBL with a huge right hand. Elbow across the throat. Leg drop across on the apron by Undertaker. And Taker rams JBL into the barricade. JBL greets the still steps with his face as Taker eyes up the hearse. Taker decides JBL shall meet the announce table. JBL uses the still steps to take down Undertaker and Taker is bounced off the announce table. JBL picks up the still steps again right to the face of the dead man. JBL begins smacking around Taker with huge rights. JBL climbs high and nails a massive shoulder block. Uh-oh. Taker lures. He lures. 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 Taker lures in the champion with a triangle choke. And JBL is knocked to the floor by Undertaker. I hate, I hate Undertaker's triangle choke. It looks so lame. 
Yeah, it, it never looks great. I was, I was thinking that as I saw a minute tapping. I'm like, don't tap to that. <laughs> JBL is knocked to the floor by Undertaker. JBL turns the tide by sending Undertaker into the steel steps. JBL was looking for a pile driver, but Taker spucking go! No, no sound effect. Oh, the you guys uh, become passive with the spagingo. I did do the sound effect. Oh. I went. Oh, you, you didn't pick. You up. just weren't listening, cause uh, oh, I'm just the biggest JBL fan. Oh. Well, excuse me for liking. <laughs> Pardon me. So yeah, spagingo to the floor. Uh, they spill out into the crowd. Undertaker tombstones JBL on the steel steps. J- I, I love, if you watch, you can see JBL uh, gig himself when he goes down. Yes. He just straight stabs himself in the forehead, and it's so good, and it just starts gushing. It's funny. I, I, didn't, I did not see him do it, but I figured, like, as soon as it cut to him, he was gushing. I'm like, I bet we get to see him gig on camera. Tee Someone called Texas A&M. He was saying, gig them. Gig them, Aggies. You get her, Dad. JBL, he manages to recover enough to strike Undertaker with a chair shot to the skull. JBL rips apart the other announce table, and JBL has a chair looking down at Undertaker. Taker, I'm going to do it. Everybody's like, no, don't do it. Undertaker... <laughs> Undertaker blocks the chair and choke slams JBL from one announce table through the other announce table, and the crowd have lost their crap. Uh, Resting pizza. And this move has landed JBL with the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. And now it's time for the Pepsi Blue Splash of the Night. Jesus God! Undertaker picks up JBL, bringing the champion towards the hearse. And it was about that time Undertaker opened the hearse, and out came the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) (laughs) Unfortunately, it wasn't the Loch Ness Monster, but rather Heidenreich. Heidenreich. Oh, boy. Unexpected? Yes. Unwanted? Yes. Heidenreich brings out Ether and begins <laughs> to uh, knock out the dead man. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you think he used that on Michael Cole at all? <laughs> yeah, well, I've, I've forgotten about Dark. One Night in Cole. <laughs> One Night in Cole. Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, it's okay when Jake says it, but it's not when I. When I do no, it. of course not, Levi. Levi, I'm we, the we, one. Yeah, we expect better from you, dude. Jake's you a cute one, I guess, huh? Teehee. What am mm-hmm. I, chopped liver? You're, you're, you're the Justin Timberlake of the group. You're just a little cute guy. Fine. Guess I'm just Joey Fatone. No. More like Joey Fatone. Oh! It's Joey Fat One, you moron. Ooh! Jake Nuclear Heat. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. That's how. That's literally how his last name spelled. Fat one, and he was just the fat one of the band. <laughs> You're the fat one. It's, okay. it's okay. My name's Jake. I'm from Washington. I don't know how to spell. <laughs> My name's Levi, and I can't speak English. You mean you, you mean you mean the hick 
is correcting your spelling. <laughs> Interesting. Hey, have you ever heard of uh, Portmanteau? Ooh, have you ever heard of University of Washington? I love the Huskies. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Oh, watch, watch me leave this chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I went too far. I apologize. Uh, all right, that was uh, my hand was hovering over my name on the. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Really, really? Anyway, yeah. Here, all right. Here, here we go. No, no, don't go. Don't you dare! Don't you dare do it. Okay, right. so to close out this match, uh, Heidenreich stuffs Undertaker in the hearse. The hearse is leaving when the GoPro inside the hearse reveals Undertaker has sat up. And he's getting out. JBL nails Undertaker with a clothesline from hell. And him and Heidenreich toss Undertaker in the hearse. Uh, JBL has retained the championship. And uh, let me go first here. Okay. 2004 is the year of the heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We are not allowed to have fun. They will do things that don't make sense, unexpected to ruin our fun in the year 2004. That is my thoughts of the match. It doesn't get a thumb. It's not worthy of a thumb. That's how I feel. Jake, what do you think about the match? It's just so goofy. It's like like they have these characters that they're just going to bring out to ruin everything. And Heidenreich is one of them. And it just... It's just bad, is all it is. It's just bad. And, yeah, this this match was stupid. The, the aftermatch is even worse. Like, I don't like it. I don't... I don't I'd be mad if I was at... If I was there. I... I, I don't know. Like, the, the finish pretty much sealed the eh-ness of this match. And I'll be real. Like, I, I really wasn't too invested from for a lot of this it's it's not that they were necessarily doing bad work it's just that with this kind of match like with this kind of undertaker match i should say you know vintage undertaker can either be an interesting counter to somebody who's really trying to take it to him or just feels slow and plodding and i felt this is more on the plodding side uh the the whole crap with heidenreich immediately made me go okay well now this is just bullshit and the very, very end <laughs> made me just roll my eyes really hard. So, I don't know. I, I, if, if I'm being real, like I kind of have to give this more of a thumbs down. <laughs> that is absolutely fair. Yeah, I, I just wasn't into it. Like The whole time, I was like, can this just end already? So, uh, Kyle, would you mind uh, explaining what happened after the match? Uh, so... After the match, JBL is handed a microphone, and he's like, Oh, I told you. I always bet on JBL and uh, other stuff. And then he was like, Yeah, you like Undertaker? Check this out, suckers. And then it cuts backstage. (laughs) Paul Heyman, or I should say, you see the the hearse pull in, and the driver gets out, and it's Paul Heyman. And he's like, Oh, come on. And he's like freaking out. And then it shows at the end of the long, long uh, kind of a roadway or freaking, I don't know what the hell you call it. Uh, there's Heidenreich in some old, like old van. And he's just like screaming and freaking out and then gets in it, drives full speed 
and smashes into the hearse. Uh, the windows on every vehicle is conveniently very tinted. So, you know, we, you, we are... You can under- clearly see that there is no one in the Bronco when, mm-hmm. like, on a couple occasions. And it is so bad when they use the whip cut... It is so bad. I hated it. I hated mm-hmm. every every last moment of it. <laughs> and then Paul Heyman gets out. He's like, you did it. You did it. And Heidenreich's like, yeah, the whole thing where he's like, I don't know what the hell he was supposed to be saying, but he's like. And the thing is, it's like in the story, it's just to be like Heidenreich literally just drove it into it. And I'm like. Okay, I, I guess that's hurting the Undertaker. And then Heidenreich gets out, and he looks like he just got the shit beat out of him because he was in a car accident brought on by himself. It's like, not only are you uh, potentially a murderer, uh, but now you look like a complete dumbass because you're in you're in basically no better shape. I'm sure Undertaker's just going to just show up and be like, "Um, okay, dong, look at me," you know, just dumb. <laughs> Just dumb. That's probably the best and, way we can describe it. And then uh, it fades out without you knowing the the fate of the Undertaker. You probably got out before. Well, that was No Mercy 2004. And overall, this was about what you would expect from especially the SmackDown brand in this year. Uh, no better than an okay. Yeah, I really wish we would just have a great pay-per-view. I miss great (laughs) (sighs) pay-per-views. Man, I'm right there with you. And I know we're close to the Royal Rumble 2005. I know that's a solid show, if memory serves Mm -hmm. me correctly. If nothing else, we get that sweet, sweet Vince quad tear to look forward to. (laughs) (laughs) But man, this was was a hard one to sit through. I don't recommend this one for, for watching back. Uh... What do you guys think about the show as a whole? No, I can't recommend it. It's like, sometimes there's like bad shows that have stuff that's like so bad. It's like, this is so crazy. This is weird. This is kind of entertaining. Kind of thinking like uh, whenever the, the whole brother sucks, uh, Hogan and Vince match. Like, it's so bad, but it's it's stupid fun. I can enjoy it. But yes, like there's just stuff in this that is just, it's just boring. It's just or, or just so middling that it's like for a pay-per-view, I just can't be bothered to like give it my absolute full attention. So it just felt like the show was a, a chore more than anything. So I really can't recommend it. Yeah, this show wasn't good. I it was really not even anything. You can't even go back and say like, hey, watch this match uh, on this show because like none of it, none of it stood out. Like. It's also middle of the story for everything. I just it, Heidenreich sucks. Luther Reigns sucks. Mm-hmm. Mark Jindrak sucks. sucks. Jake Jackie Mark sucks. Jindrak I didn't mean to say Jake, but I said <laughs> Jake. Charlie Haas uh, sucks. Yeah, all the Bernie Dupree sucks. Kenzo Suzuki oh. sucks. Everybody sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel. Throw all of SmackDown away. Mm-hmm. It's just man, like <laughs> it's kind of like yeah, like you said, like sometimes there's like a one match pay per view. This is like a no match pay per view. It's just it existed and nothing more. In my opinion, it's still not as bad as Great American Bash. I think that's topped for the worst show of the year. Yeah, that, the Great American Trash. 
But yeah. That, that one gave me a great American rash. <laughs> it made me want a great American gnash my teeth, you know. <laughs> so yeah. You want a great American take a big dump. That was No Mercy 2004. And if you've made it this far, if you haven't, we understand. But if you made it this far, please join us next time as we'll be reviewing Taboo Tuesday 2004. (gasps) Jake, what can we expect from Taboo Tuesday 2004? Chris Jericho defending the Intercontinental Championships against Shelton Benjamin. Uh, We've got the Fulfill Your Fantasy Battle Royal for the WWE Women's Championship. We have Snitsky against Kane in a Weapon of Choice match. We have Eugene against Eric Bischoff in the Choose the Loser's Fate match. Uh, La Resistance will be going up against Chris Benoit and Edge for the World Tag Team Championship. In a lingerie pillow fight, we've got Christy Hemi against Carmella. Yay! Singles match for the World Heavyweight Championship is Triple H versus Shawn Michaels. And in a steel cage, Randy Orton and Ric Flair. Okay, that sounds like huh. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there's like two big titty diva segments, and I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, Triple H and 04 makes me nervous, so I can't get too excited. One thing I remember about this show: it's five thousand people attended it, roughly. Wow, because it was on a That's school not- night, Tuesday night. <laughs> what? So- Hang, hang on real Tuesday. quick. I'm looking at the opponents. The opponents for oh, Chris Jericho right. and the Duh. voting. Mm-hmm. Rodney Mack got 0.58% of the vote. Aww. Aww. That, was, that was rigged. Yeah, I think they hacked the software and made it so that uh, Rodney Mack couldn't be there. That unintentionally rhymed. But anyway, <laughs> what doesn't un- unintentionally... What? That's not what I want to say. Hey. <laughs> uh, anyway... <laughs> Hey, Levi, sounds like you took your stupid pills this morning. <laughs> I hate my But if you can't get enough of that Ruthless Aggression podcast goodness, you can follow us on social media. Follow us on Twitter at RuthlessPod. You can follow us also on TikTok at RuthlessPod. Yeah, we got a thousand followers over there. So uh, join, join the Ruthless Aggression podcast fan nation. <laughs> follow us over on those social media channels. And Facebook, YouTube, Ruthless Aggression Podcast. Jake, where can they follow you? You guys can find me on Twitter at Crash Landis. I'm posting funny pictures a lot and going to places other people don't dare. Um, find me on my show with Alex and Jake. Podcast available everywhere you find your podcast. Also available at badfacts.info. Video version on YouTube. Search Red Arrow Productions as well as Spotify. And Kyle, where can they follow you, you big sexy man? Oh, you. Oh, you. Uh, but you can find me on Twitter at RuthlessPodKyle. Uh, nothing too serious. Just very casual. You know, giving out some, uh, sharing some fun wrestling things. Occasional, like, live tweet, you know, shows and pay-per-views and whatnot. Just come by and say hey. And, of course, we want to thank our donors to the show. Nate the effing great. Mr. Fretz. Trevor Freilich. And Logan Camerata, our patrons over at patreon.com forward slash RAPod. Become a donor of the show to get exclusive content that you can't find anywhere else. Oh, hell yeah. But of course, in the meantime, we're looking forward to Taboo Tuesday 
Or are we? This could be another nightmare. I don't know. It looks like it could be fun. I don't trust 2004. I don't trust anymore. We've said that so many times this year. Like, oh, that could be fun. That could be stupid. That could be entertaining. <laughs> it hasn't been. It turns out season three is cursed, okay? Just throw it away. I guess so, man. We got one, two, three more shows in this calendar year. Let's finish strong, boys. In the meantime, for the Ruthless Aggression Podcast, I'm Levi. I am Kyle. I'm Jake. Reminding you to... Stay ruthless!